Hi again, everybody. It's time for another edition of the Golden Ice Podcast. Uh, post-holiday, hope everybody had a great Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa is uh, currently going on and a happy new year coming up. I'm Steve Goldstein. This is the Golden Ice Podcast on the Florida Panthers and the NHL on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Um, our next podcast, we're going to have a guest, but I figured it was a pretty good time here as the Panthers approach the halfway point of the season and with the World Junior Championships starting in Western Canada. For me to give you a little uh, synopsis of what I think, plus I know a lot of you are traveling now, so hey, you got the download, you can listen um, in portions, or if your flight's delayed, you can listen to the whole thing at once. So, uh, always here on the Goldie and Ice podcast, have to thank our sponsors, Ken Morris, a wonderful guy and his family, the Morris Southeast Group, uh, Orion O&A Management and Associates, uh, Sides Foundation, uh, a really a wonderful organization doing important work, helping kids and families with cancer, uh, Dave Lister, and, uh, and, and everybody there does a wonderful job. We'll tell you more about all of them. Uh, and along with one-on-one concierge, Oscar's taking care of a lot of stuff for you. And it's a great time of year if you're leaving South Florida and, you know, you have a house that you left behind for a little while or, you know, a car that needs some, some, uh, someone, you know, watch or whatever the case is or any housework you have to do. One-on-one concierge, really, uh, honest and upstanding, uh, folks there. So let's begin with the Panthers. Um, four out of five here, three out of four on the road trip. Uh, once again, for some reason, and I guess it's uh, really to the players' credit, coaches' credit, goalies' credit, mainly James Reimer, the Panthers, in every back-to-back situation over the last year and a half, uh, going back to the start of last season, have points in the second game. Very interesting, kind of an odd one, but everybody that worries and talks about, hey, there's all these back-to-backs. The Panthers have actually done really well in the second of back-to-backs, including uh, this past Sunday in Chicago with a, with a real solid you know, 6-3 win, a game where um, Barkov, Huberto, and Dadunov do not get on the score sheet, and the team scores half a dozen goals. That is, uh, I don't know the good adjective, that's monumental. Um, for this team and good for Jace Howerluck. Uh, it is really nice to see, uh, him come up and provide the energy and they're kind of easing him into the lineup. Um, as time goes on, he keeps playing like this. He's going to be a bigger and bigger part of this team. And, you know, you look at a guy like Mackenzie Weger, who's now a second pair defenseman, um, had his first multi-point game and suddenly you're starting to see, and let's be honest, for years we did not see this. You're starting to see Panther draft picks. You know, Uyghur is a seventh-round pick, and they developed him through the AHL. Howard Luck was a second-round pick, three years in the AHL. I mean, there were years where, you know, you looked at the Panthers, and, you know, you watched games, and you said, hey, all these other teams have these, you know, draft picks playing. Well, suddenly Dennis Mulgan's in the lineup, and as we said, Howard Luck is in the lineup, and now you got Uyghur as a seventh-round pick in the lineup. So, um, you know, it's been slower than a lot of fans would have wanted, understood, but from a development standpoint, starting to see these guys, draft picks infiltrating the lineup, and it's very encouraging. There are three uh, first liners playing in the World Junior Championships. Owen Tippett for Team Canada, he was a first-round pick. So was uh, Denisenko, who's a first-liner for Russia, and Alexei Heponiemi is a first-liner for Finland. He was a Panthers' second-round pick. So there were also times in the past years, a long time ago, where we watched World Junior Tournament, and there were no Panther prospects. So um, those are things that do 
uh, provide me with some encouragement. Now, the four out of five before the All-Star break followed a real a real bad stretch. Let, let's be honest. The Panthers were on that uh, eight-game homestand. They were in pretty good shape heading into the final two games against Colorado and the Rangers. Had a chance to get 12 out of um, 16 points, which really would have been solid. And they lost the game in regulation to Colorado, a, a bad third period. And then the Rangers beat them in overtime, um, five to four. So that was very disappointing. And then they went on the road and lost in St. Louis. And the real disappointing one um, in Minnesota, where really they got blown out. Um, so there were four really bad periods there, you know, with uh, b- between St. Louis and Minnesota. Although the first in Minnesota wasn't that bad. Um, and, you know, Bob Bugner. Uh, you know, he got on these guys and, you know, these players, one thing about the Panthers, this uncanny ability to bounce back, you know, if they played as well as they did when their backs were to the wall and they have to bounce back, if they played that well when things were going well, um, they really wouldn't be behind the eight ball like they are right now. Um, so there's the good and bad, you know, in some cases it's frustrating, but this team has an uncanny ability to bounce back, and they had a huge effort against Toronto. I know the Leafs came back in the third, um, but I really thought going on the road and the way they closed out the games they closed out in Buffalo, Detroit, and Chicago, um, real big third periods. You know, they outscored, I believe it was 5 1 in those three games in the third period. So, you know, a lot of it's confidence. They do have a good, you know, a good number of young players. Um, the goaltenders have played very well over the last four or five games here. Give both Luongo and give James Reimer credit. He did the job in Chicago. I mean, the game's 2-2 midway through the game. And Patrick Kane's all alone. You know, he scores there. That game may go the other way. So the Panthers, once again, have put themselves within striking distance. Um, again, there's going to be a win streak needed. So you just got four out of five. Realistically, they've got to do that again. And, you know, and, I, and Bob Bugner knows, he said, it. hey, at some point, we got to get on a run. Now, it doesn't need to be right now, but at some point, you got to get on a big roll. So now that you've won four out of five, you kind of have an opportunity here if you can continue to build on that. Um, I want to take a quick break here. Give myself a rest, give you a rest from hearing me uh, talk hockey, let you hear from our sponsors, some of the things they do, and then I'm going to come back with some interesting facts on uh, exactly what's going on with Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto this season. So once again, it's the Goldie on Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network coming right back in short order. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. Sides Foundation Fighting Pediatric Cancer is a wonderful nonprofit organization. Born out of Sydney Lister's successful fight against Ewing's sarcoma, Sides was formed helping kids and families fight cancer. Call 954-594-5763 for ways you can help, including attending fundraising events like the annual golf tournament or dinner. Call Dave Lister, Sid's dad, at 954-594-5763. It's the Sides Foundation 
I personally thank you for helping the fight against cancer. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie on Ice podcast. And if you're looking to own commercial real estate, lease or purchase, call Ken, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. Hey, he's a straight shooter, been doing this for a long time, and very knowledgeable. 954-240-4400 for Ken and the Morris Southeast Group for all of your real estate needs. One-on-one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. That's 954-439-1551 or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. All right, good stuff from all of our sponsors, and uh, hope you frequent them. Steve Goldstein back with you, Goldie on Ice podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Panthers, Canadians coming up this weekend. Panthers, Flyers coming up this weekend, and the Cats go on the road, take on Buffalo and Detroit before next Saturday night, January 5th, home for Columbus. Now, that'll end the 10-game segment. And what I like to do in general is break down these seasons over 10 games. Um, The Panthers... Very much so behind the eight ball in the first 10. It was not a good start to the season for a number of different reasons. Um, certainly Luongo getting hurt on opening night um, did not help. Uh, you know, James Reimer had to play. Michael Hutchinson had to play. And, you know, let's say the team's defense wasn't very tight. And for the most part, they didn't get the, you know, huge outrageous saves in the 35-40 save games um, that would have resulted in wins. Let a few get away. So in the first 10 games of the season, well, let, let, let me backtrack by saying if you break it down into 10-game segments, and I know it sounds easier than it is, you go 6-4 and four every 10 games, you're about 100 points and you make the playoffs. You just do the math. So I like to break it down into 10-game segments. You need the equivalent of 12 points, whether it's six wins, you know, whether it's a couple overtime losses, however you break it down. Panthers only got seven points in the first 10 games. And that was after that first game in Finland when they lost to Winnipeg. And I remember that day, you know, Bob Bugner had to, you know, talk to the team, said, hey, forget that. This basically starts a new season. You know, when Roberto Luongo came back that second game in Finland, Panthers came through, power play really picked it up in a big way, and they got the win over the Jets to start the second 10-game segment. Well, they hit it on the number. They went 6-4 and four in those 10 games and, and could have been better because they were on that long road trip and just before Thanksgiving lost in Tampa and then lost that one Friday night when Luano got hurt again the night after Thanksgiving in Carolina, which really was a winnable game. They played pretty well and just couldn't um, they, they, they just couldn't score on Curtis McElhaney. I think he had about 40 saves. So you could have made up some of those five points lost in that first 10-game segment, but they didn't. But they were on target where they needed to be. The next 10 games, and that brings me to the last few games where, you know, that, that, that homestand that I mentioned, Colorado, no points. Rangers, one point. St. Louis, Minnesota, no points. They had a great opportunity with the work they did early in the homestand, even though they lost in overtime to Chicago and Tampa. They won enough where they are in pretty good situation. Um, but they only got one point in those final four games, the overtime against the Rangers. Second 10-game segment ended at nine points. So 
you add up the five points behind you were in the first segment, you were on target in the second segment, and now you're three points behind in the third segment. So basically the Panthers are eight points off the pace. At some point, you need to make up those four wins. Well, that brings us to this 10-game segment, which is now halfway done. And this is why I've got this optimism, okay? Because they've won four out of five. So you've got eight points already. Now, anything over 12, okay, will cut into that deficit from the first 10-game segment and the third 10-game segment. So these games are huge. I mean, this Montreal game, first of all, it's the team they're trying to catch. Realistically, there may be one or two spots available, and that's it. Okay, and it may only be one spot. Seven points behind the Canadians, two games in hand. You do the math. If it's a regulation Florida win, you're in real nice shape. If it's a regulation Montreal win, well, then you're back to nine points out and you're battling your way back. But more importantly, forgetting about what the other teams do, for the most part, and hard for Panther fans and myself to to dissolve this, for the most part, the number's the number. So like last year, they got to 96. For the most part, 96 is usually going to get you in. Now, painfully, it didn't last year. Okay, it was a point short. So the number is the number. So if you can get to that 12 points every, you know, 10-game segment, and then, you know, there's two games left, you win one of them, whatever, you're in the high 90s and you're a playoff team. So these next five games are huge. I mean, how many can they win? Now, if you win two out of five, um, you know, just get four points anyway. I mean, you lose four out of five in overtime, realistically. But um, if you get four points, at least you're on target. But on target, while still okay, at some point you're going to have to make up those, those points from the first segment and from the third segment. So I think the opportunity is huge right here. I mean, even if you get go three and two in these five games and you just make up two of those eight points, well, suddenly now you're only at a six-point deficit and you've still got half a season left. So you're really talking about you know, a win every three weeks or so that you need to make up. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this, how they handle the time off. Um, but these are big games and teams they usually play pretty well against. You know, you look at Montreal in South Florida, the Panthers usually play pretty well. Same thing with Philly. They played well in Philadelphia this year, getting three out of four points. You know how well they play in Detroit and Buffalo. I mean, it's almost a little scary, like, hey, you know, you're probably due to lose <laughs> to one or two of those teams in, in those places because they played so well. And then they'll finish the 10-game segment on that Saturday night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So these next five games are huge because the opportunity is there to cut into what is a deficit. So that's kind of the way I break down the season. Um, I certainly look at the hockey 500. If you're not hockey 500, you know, you're not even in the conversation. You really need to be five over to be seriously in the conversation. The Panthers are now one over. So these next two to five games um, are real big games, not only in the numbers, in my in my opinion, because then you're getting to the halfway point of this season, but just for this team's psyche. Again, a lot of young players on this team. Um, and, you know, the confidence needs to build. And I do think those third periods in... Um, in Buffalo, in Detroit, in Chicago, help. And I also think that overtime win over Toronto to start that segment after that real bad game against Minnesota, um, where, you know, the Panthers, let's face it, the effort wasn't what it needed to be. I even mentioned that on TV. Um, 
So it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. Now, the two guys I wanted to talk about was Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov. To me, besides Bure's 58 and 59 goals, they're having the best offensive seasons in Panther history. By the way, Mike Hoffman of Getty Datinoff are in far behind um, with their goal scoring. They're on a 40-goal pace. I mean, you know, we talk about the Panthers, you know, having a few 30-goal scores over the course of their history. I mean, 40, you know, that, that really doesn't happen. So high-end offensive talent, something that's been missing, the Panthers have that, clearly. And the year Jonathan Huberdo is having, he is on pace to not only break, but just shatter, blow right through Victor Kozlov's record for assists in a season with 53. And he's on pace for a 100-point year. And Pavel Bure has the Panther record in 94. Jonathan Huberdo, and I don't want to say quietly because he's been unbelievable with these multi-point games and over the last month or so, um, you know, he's one of the best. If he's not leading the league in scoring, he's right up there. He's fifth in multi-point games this season. Um, so while it's not explosive, like some of the seasons, you know, Ole Jokinen had, what, 38 goals that one year where he had 90 points. Bure, of course, with the 94 points had 58 and 59 goals back-to-back. While it may not be as explosive as those guys' seasons, it's pacing to be the best offensive season in Panther history. Tremendous. And, you know, Dadnoff and Hoffman, part of their scoring or off some of these incredible passes by um, by Jonathan Huberdeau, setting him up. So it has been wonderful to see Huberdeau have the year he's having. He's averaging about a point a game, believe it or not, over the last three years since the Achilles injury. And I thought last year was a breakthrough, um, but this year is just to a whole new level. Uh, Alexander Barkov, same thing. Finally took a penalty last week in Detroit, but with the you know the penalties drawn, leads the league. The penalty drawn versus taken differential leads the league. Takeaways, um, he's been number one or two all year long. He's up there in faceoffs taken. He leads the league in ice time amongst forwards. And the way he carries himself. You know, it, it is really fun watching literally a guy you know either is or is going to be a flat-out superstar. He might be already from the overall 200-foot game. But it is a lot of fun watching the guy literally emerge uh, before your eyes. So uh, those two guys have really been a pleasure to watch. And they've been a pleasure to be around. You know, they're the same guys they've always been. Um, And, you know, watching these guys grow up has really been remarkable. And, you know, this team now has, hey, Huberdeau, uh, you know, Trocek not playing now, obviously, with the injury. Barkov, Ekblad. um, You know, you're talking about guys are now in their fifth, sixth, seventh seasons together as teammates. And I'm really interested to see how, um, you know, the rest of this season, still more than half a season left, uh, plays out for this hockey team. And I do think if they continue to get the goaltending that they've been getting, um, it doesn't have to be fantastic. It doesn't have to be incredible, but it needs to be timely, like Reimer was against Patrick Kane the other night. And Luongo was in Buffalo in that second period when they had 17 shots against him, and he made some incredible saves. Um, the goaltending and the defense is really... I think the key for this uh, for, for this team, because the power play, I mean, it's, it's the best power play the Panthers have ever had. They're tied for the league lead in power play goals. It's just been incredible. Keith Yandel is having a great offensive year. And tell you what, in year three, teammates have always liked them, going back to the Rangers and the Coyotes. I know that. Uh, you talk to people in the game, very popular guy. But the leadership, 
and the looseness that he keeps this team. And he's one of the only veterans on this team. You know, now with McGinn out and McKenzie out, he's one of the few veterans the Panthers have. I think he and Troy Brower, only two skaters, over 29 years old. Um, Yandel has really proved, um, you, know, you, know, you know, a lot of his worth, uh, not only on the ice quarterback in that power play, but off the ice. All right, that'll do it for this, um, well, not too short of an addition, but I got my thoughts out. Um, looking forward to the World Junior Championships with the three Panther prospects and really looking forward to these next five games, see how this segment plays out and also the second half of the season. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to our producer, Brett Markowitz. He does a great job. Uh, this has been the Goldie on Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Subscribe, tell your friends, um, rate the podcast if you like it. If you don't, maybe keep it to yourself. And uh, we'll get back to you soon. Of course, when you subscribe, you're automatically alerted to a new episode. So that's the, uh, the best way to do it. Thanks again, everybody, for listening.